recorded live in the Phantasma Lounge high atop the Alexei Karansky building in beautiful Midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, the Manitou. Some will deny it. There's a fetus. Others will fear it. On her neck? One woman will give birth to it. Well, hey everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Back in the lounge this week, back on time again. Yay! <laughs> New lounge is coming together. Yes, it's indeed. Going slow, but it's finally finally getting to feel like home. Chaos ensues. That's all right. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. So here we are to talk about the Manitou. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a, another one of those. It's like it seems like we would have talked about this a long time ago because this is one of those kind of notorious cult films that's doesn't really have a cult following but everybody knows it well i'm just gonna throw this out there right away this is not very politically correct so i'm sure they couldn't make it now oh god no but i uh yeah we watched it the manitou the manitou is apparently i i didn't actually look up manitou to find out if it means spirit but in the name of in the context of this movie it means spirit in the Indian, yeah, uh, American tribe, Indian. American Indian yeah. tribes, uh, or whatever. Well, it's from a it's from a novel. Yes, novels in seventy six, and the director Girdler got the rights to it immediately after reading, picking up the novel in a airport and reading it. Ah, and, uh, and then the film I think uh, premiered in April or August of seventy eight. Okay, so you know it was fast tracked. Right on. Well, so. Who would you say directed this? William Girdler. Who is William Girdler? Which is a name that we know. Yes. He, he directed uh, not a whole lot, really. He directed Asylum of Satan, mm-hmm. Abby, which was, you know, the Black Exorcist, mm-hmm. uh, Sheba Baby, oh. with Pam Greer, mm-hmm. you know, Grizzly, <laughs> with Andrew Bryan there. Yes. Damn the Animals. And another one that, one of our, our favorites that we've talked about, I think. Three on a meat hook. Oh. Ah, uh-huh, so that's the uh-huh. <laughs> There we go. Knew I'd heard that name before somewhere. Yeah, it's kind of tragic, though. He actually died in a helicopter accident doing location shooting in the Philippines before this, just before this movie came out. Oh, wow. So this was his last film, and he didn't get to see it. That's so sad. Yeah. And he seemed very excited to get to make it from the way he made it sound there. This was actually his biggest film, budget-wise, that up to, well, I said up to that point at all, because that was his last film, but it had a $3 million budget. Wow. And it didn't go into the effects. It certainly <laughs> did not. Probably mostly went to Tony Curtis's salary. Yeah, probably. I tell you, that, uh, that Starscape was beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but speaking of Tony Curtis, now the cast on this thing. Yes. You talk about, I mean... It, this should be a surefire. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of talent here. Starring Tony Curtis on a supernatural journey into the world of avenging spirits. Tony Curtis, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Susan Strasberg, Michael Ansara, Stella Stevens, Anne Southern, Paul Manti, was it Matty? Manti, who's in all over TV in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, and everything. And, you know, Criminally underused role. Yeah, no kidding. Birds of Meredith. 
while he's on the screen, he's gold. Yeah. But he could have not been there, and the film would have been... It wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. It's it's almost like they just wrote his part, because they're like, hey, we can get Burgess for a day. Yeah. Let, let's get Burgess to do this. Write something for him. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it was. Did you say Felix? Oh, and... and <laughs> The the Manitou is actually portrayed by a couple of little people. I forget the other guy's name, but one of them is Felix Silla. Right. Who we met a few times. Was really a neat guy. Yes. Was really a neat guy. He's passed away a few years ago. But Right. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see, see something he did up there. Indeed. Not that you could tell it was Felix Silla, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think mostly he was doing the part where the manatee is born out of the woman's back. Yeah. And I think the rest of the thing was the other guy. Right. And speaking of born on the woman's back. Out <laughs> of the woman's back, you say? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> the plot of this thing, <laughs> this movie, is... It, it, now, it starts... you got to give it to it. Right off the bat. Oh, yeah. It starts. Well, Susan Strasberg is... Uh, I forget her character's name, but she's in the hospital getting checked out. Mm-hmm. And says she's went some, went somewhere else, and they sent her here... And she has this tumor growing on her neck or her back. On her neck? Yeah, the back of her neck. Yeah. And um, the It's probably was... the size of a baseball at this point. Yeah. How long have you had it? And she's and... had it for three days. It has been 400 years since its last reincarnation. Yeah, she just noticed it three days ago. And it's, yeah. it's grown since then. Each hour it grows stronger. And while she's at the hospital, it grows even a little bit more. So the yeah. doctors, they try to x-ray it and they try to do all this stuff. And they find out it looks like... They can't believe it, but it looks like a human fetus mm-hmm. growing in this tumor. Right. So they're going to keep her there for a few days, I think. She's a little concerned to worry, so she calls her ex, who happens to be Tony Curtis. Right. And <laughs> Tony Curtis is playing it up. He's loving this role. He's a con man, but he's putting on a... His act is like he's a mystic. Yeah. Reads uh, tarot cards and tells the future and... Complete with a robe with zodiac oh, symbols forget. on it. I forget how he pronounced tarot cards. Oh. It was like taro or tar, tarot. Taro. He was it taro. Taro, yeah. <laughs> taro cards. And uh, oh, and a fake mustache he puts on yes. and takes off, which just for when people show up yeah. to meet him. And yeah. He's fleecing old ladies out of their, you know, oh my god, fortunes for. He's a uh, terrible person. Telling them, telling but them he's what so they charming. Hear. Yeah, that's the thing. It's Tony Curtis, so you know he's carrying the film with his charm. I love. Much. There's, there's one, one lady comes in and he starts doing a tarot reading, and he says, "Okay, how do we feel? Yeah, what do you want to be, the Queen of Swords today?" And he lays the card down. She shakes her head. Like, no. He says, "Queen of Cups," and she goes, "No." No. <laughs> and he keeps going until there's one that she likes. He says, "Okay, now we'll go with it." And, so and then, then he we'll does tell a you, reading. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Giving him his money's worth. That's right. Know. That's right. So anyway, so she calls him, and she's scared, and uh, she's. I think they have sur- surgery scheduled for the next. Yeah, it's the next day. Next day or two. No, it's like a day or two away because she spends the day and the night with him. Yeah, and then she the goes hospital. to the hospital oh, the, the next, next day. day. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, well, you know, keep me posted and I'm worried about you and yada, yada, yada. And they kind of rekindled in that, that day mm-hmm. their uh, love for each other. Yeah. And she gets back to the hospital and the thing has grown even more. Yeah. Well, over the over the course of their evening, at some point, she's fallen asleep. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. And she says, Pana, Pana Witchy, Witchy Salatu. Salatu, yeah. Pana 
And he asks her what it means when she wakes up and she says, I don't know. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So anyway, he drops her off at the hospital. They go in and, uh, and wa- she yeah, wa- she's under. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's under and they're going to try to cut into the tumor. tumor. Yeah. And as the doctor's reaching with the scalpel to cut, he his hand starts. Her eyes come open. I think she starts speaking, doesn't she? I think she might start saying that same thing. Yeah. It, his hand, it's like he can't move his hand and then his hand starts moving over and he, and he cuts his own arm. Yeah, he cuts his own hand. He gets thrown back by some force against the wall. And yeah, and like, then she ends up, I guess, in a coma because she's asleep or something. And yeah. she's, uh, they just put her back in like a, a room. But while this is going on. Yeah, he has gone. Uh, no, Tony Curtis uh, is seeing one of his clients. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, yeah. And uh, this old lady comes in and I think, I think it was that lady who. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. With the tarot reading. And uh she starts going into kind of like a, a trance kind of thing and saying the same phrase. She's saying it, yeah. And he's he starts to freak out a little bit, trying to help her, and like, maybe I'll call. Yeah, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call ambulance. And then she starts walking out the door, and he chases after her. When he gets to the hallway, she's floating like a couple inches above the ground down the hall and cackling and saying "Pana Witchy Salatu." Yeah, and he doesn't really freak out. Like you should see in some He's just kind of staring yeah. at her. And then she gets to the top of the stairs and throws herself down the stairs. And he runs in slow motion to try to get her. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and of course he gets there and she's dead. Yeah. <sighs> so <laughs> he talks to the doctors and, and, and the doctor has this like NASA like computer in his office. Like this big goes up the wall with the screen and, uh, the height of technology in the 70s. Indeed. If you want to launch a rocket. I mean, I don't Something. But he talks to the doctors and they have no idea. And they're going back and forth. So he goes to talk to some other psychics. Yeah, the psychic that taught him everything he knows. Yeah. And they conduct a seance. And the seance, you and get some... Stella Stevens and Ann Southern. Yeah, and you get some kind of cool... The, the, the effects in this are cool. Yeah, the, this where is the, where the effects glass, are. It's like a black glass tabletop. Yeah. And then a head kind of, the glass kind of comes up. Almost like, you know, the T-1000 kind of morphing up. Yeah. Which I mean, it looks, it's not what it, the technology wasn't there to do that. No, sense. no, it does. It looks like, it looks like the glass has become like a tar or something. Yeah. And this black yeah. head and it's comes like the up. Head and it's, uh, was it Miss, Miss Kamakas? I don't, Miss we don't Kamakas. know it. We don't know its name No, yet. but that's what is, we find out the name of the spirit is. Yeah. And then, you know, the head goes away. It says, like, something, but I can't yeah. remember what. And Lightning comes in through the door and splits the table in Breaks the table, the in, table half in half and... and everything starts blowing around. Yeah. Till Tony so Curtis far, turns on the lights. So far, the special effects aren't bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. So far. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> okay. So then, I, th- I can't remember if he goes back to the doctor, but his next step know. is to go, and they go talk. He goes to Burgess, They right? go talk to Burgess, who's a, a anthropology professor, and they want to know about Indian mysticism and all this stuff, and yeah. could something like this be possible? And of course, he's absent-minded and leads them all around, but puts them on the on the right track, more or less. Yeah, and sends them to see this particular medicine man. Yeah. Which is Michael Ansara. A modern American Indian thrust into a savage struggle with unspeakable taboos. Right. So he ends up talking to the medicine man and convinces him to come and help 
<laughs> he convinces him to come and help his, I guess, now girlfriend again. What's her name? Amy? No. Uh, Amy was the... I can't remember. Anyway. Angela? Angela, maybe. Susan Strasberg. Susan Strasberg, oh. living in a nightmare. Yeah. So, <laughs> he, uh, he makes some comment about the land being all used to be owned by his people and and he doesn't need to help the white man or something and what does a white man want with indian magic and then suddenly turns around and says that he'll do it i don't know why after something tony curtis says i forget it wasn't that inspiring it was weird but anyway so he agrees to help and uh they go to the hospital and he insists that he has to put down a, a circle made out of this special sand out of his little medicine bag. Yeah, and he puts down. Yeah, he puts down a half a circle. He puts down a horseshoe. It's a horseshoe <laughs> shape because he starts the at the wall, wall and goes yeah. around the bed and then stops at the wall on the other side. So and it's not a complete it. circle. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really understand they could have moved this. The bed out the of they could have. Yeah, that drove me nuts. I was like, "This is not a circle. Well, Do you not understand work. a circle?" That's why it didn't work. It must not have been. <laughs> And of course, the first thing he says is, "Don't smudge or break the circle in any way, or everything and, will be and we're for both naught." Each other, but but he, 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 <laughs> not a circle. Yeah. And the next thing I said was, "I foresee smudging and breaking of <laughs> the not circle." So then, you know, I really expected there to be a lot more ceremony, pomp, uh-huh. and circumstance, if you will, to the medicine man and the stuff that he did. But really, all he does is draw the circle. He's got a, and then he's got these two a bone. It's either two bone bones, feather things. Yeah, or a bone and a stick with feathers. Yeah, and, and he stuff like he like shakes them together and bangs them together a little bit and says, "Hear me, spirits of Manitou, yeah, or not, not speak, spirits." Not he's even says, speaking in in the Indian language. He's not, and he just says, "Hear me, help me, well, blah blah blah." That's kind of all he says. Well, uh, he explains to Tony Curtis that. Manitou is like spirit, and everything has a spirit. Yes. Even inanimate objects have a spirit. Yes. Even the machines have a spirit. Yes. Keep that in mind. (laughs) Machines have a spirit. They're called Skynet. This is how it all began. Here we are at this point, and the Manitou is is ready to be born. Right. It starts breaking out of the. So by now, this tumor on the back of the of the chick's head or back of her neck she is looks like a hunchback. She, I mean, hunchback does not describe her. I mean, she's got a small child, a large child. Yeah. Encapsulated got, in skin make, on, her back. on her back. She does in skin, and you know the whole birthing scene was mm-hmm. kind of cool. It was cool. That it, wasn't. It was great. no blood though. No, there was no blood at all, which was kind of funny. Which I didn't need it to be real gory, but. There's really like no blood there, at all. There is a human being uh, really ripped like out it. of your back. I think there's going to be yeah, some blood. It just like he was coming up out of some, you know, some rubber. Yeah, <laughs> which and is that's what it all was. it was. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, was but that kind of looked neat. Slimy looking. But yeah, it just wasn't any around him. Right. You know. Yeah, it was kind of strange. But anyway, so he he gets birthed, and that's where Michael Ansara learns his name, and he's freaked out because apparently it's the most powerful medicine man ever known. From 400 years From, ago. Yeah, 400 years ago or something. Yeah, anyway. Now here's where the effects start to not <laughs> be that great. Well, and there, it's not even terrible yet. No, no, yeah, no, go no. Ahead. But through the, the next, was it, half hour of the film till it's over here, mm-hmm. we get an orderly who gets skinned alive, yes. but still has his clothes on. Right. Miss Kumaka skinned him, but left his clothes on. 
And then it's like... It Quite the feet. Yeah. It doesn't even look like he's been skinned. It looks like he, they just smeared, like, fake blood all over his face. Yeah. Because he still has his nose and everything. Right. Well, at one point, um, Tony Curtis comes back in and, and Michael Ansara is, like, kind of leaned over and he's like, what happened? What happened? And he's a Mesquamacus, is that his yeah. name? Uh, gave me a face full of surgical instruments and then they disappeared. And, you know, he's got, like, blood kind of on his face. but He's got a couple little cuts. But I don't even, I didn't even see any cuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the doctor was patching it up like, a little later. Well, later there doesn't look like any cuts. Anyway, there wasn't a whole lot of blood. Headwinds usually bleed a lot, but whatever. Yeah. And then, what do we get? Tony Curtis goes to talk to the doctors. And he comes back, and the whole floor is, like, frozen like it's an ice yeah as soon as he opens the elevator yeah. door it's it looks like he's walked into an ice cave that's what it a looks styrofoam like styrofoam ice cave yeah well a styrofoam ice it's cave stalactites and stalagmites yeah, of ice icicles hanging down that are clear and then there's there's styrofoam ice on the walls and blocks Very like strange. snow drifts yes and uh the nurse at the station who was the only one on now the, this left was on the cool floor, yeah she's frozen yeah, she's frozen, in like just mid, stuck there, yeah, with her hand in the air, like she's saying stop or something. Yeah, and that doesn't, she doesn't look too bad. No, but then something happens, and yeah, they they he, try to get one over on uh, midget two, and hey, see what I did there. Uh, you're terrible. <laughs> anyway, on Miskimakis, and through the fight or the him having a tantrum. He, what knocks him down the force of knocking yeah it's him down. like some kind of force of air or something yeah. anyway, through the hits window the nurse yeah and it like breaks her apart and, and knocks and her head goes flying well it, it it doesn't really break her apart it just breaks her head oh, off it just took her head off yeah because oh, okay. the rest of her body's still there so her head just gets knocked off the top of the frozen body and flies through the air which they never <laughs> mention nobody ever says anything no see that, that's the one thing about this whole thing is, is it's going on the one doctor wants to call the police call the police and tony curse is like that's not going to help that's not going to help but he's not freaking out over how the supernatural that's going on like what what the hell are the police going to do mm-hmm. you know they're not flipping out that hey the floor's the whole floor's frozen yeah nobody hey, said anything this midget medicine man jumped out of this girl's back and now is Doing all this stuff that's unexplainable. Stripped a guy's skin <laughs> off right before your eyes there. And, uh, you know, it's got these telekinetic powers. and uh, Tele-what powers? Telekinetic powers. <laughs> I was trying to say telekinesis and telekinetic. At, at the same time. time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then nurse's head gets lopped off. Oh, Nobody well. says a word. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That was the we- one of the weirdest things is, is the... They're it's not kind even, of the lack of They're not lack even of really surprise. acknowledging what's going on. Yeah. You know? It's like they don't even... I, they believe it, but it's like they don't acknowledge it. Yeah, it's like Tony Curtis is the only one that's acknowledging anything. Well, and, and Michael Ansara. Yeah. Anyhow, anyway, so then, then they, some... they walk to they walk to the room where Angela, whatever her name is, is, is laying there. Yeah. And as soon as they turn the corner... Well, just before they turn a the corner, this fireball shoots out at them. <laughs> Yeah, from well, it shoots out from the room and goes yeah. down the hall, and it's like okay, whatever, whatever. But then they turn the corner. They go into the room, <laughs> and the room is gone. It's nothing it's but a star, field. star field with a they're bed stand, in it. They're and standing Angela. in a doorway, and there's a star field around them, and then her bed is there, and then Miss Quimacus is is like floating there. Yeah, 
floating in the, yeah. the space. And of course, you know, they say, oh, it's an illusion. Well, of course it's an illusion, but it looks terrible. And then there's also, Miss Kumakas has called on the, what do they call it? The mighty one or, or something. Essentially, it's like Satan or the devil. Yeah, the most or powerful. The most powerful yeah. spirit. And so you've got this like, I don't know, float, yeah, whatever light show going yeah. on that's supposed to represent the the powerful evil spirit. And then what? More fireballs come at him, and then asteroids start flying at him. Oh, yes. we didn't even mention the the lizard spirit that bit the guy. Oh yeah, there was a lizard spirit. Yeah, that watch bit it, you'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is and now for some reason, I don't know. Is, is Ansara calls a spirit and inhabits Susan Strasberg? She sits up. Well, no. Well, so at first he just calls upon the spirits to yeah. to to mm. bind Miskimakis or whatever. Yeah, okay, wait a minute. That's the thing. But Tony, then they... I forgot that Tony Curtis's big thing is, we you know you don't have enough power. We need more stronger spirits. This is do the machines have it? Like you the said, the machines have a spirit. And he talks to the doctors. Can he turn every machine on in the hospital? Yeah, he's inspired so, by the big NASA computer. Yeah, the doctors all. So they turn on, they they conspire with a time limit to turn on all the machines and all the computers the in the hospital at the same moment. And then Michael Ansara is going to call on this the Manitou of the machines, the machines yeah. Manitou, to fight off the evil one. And so he does this. He calls forth and he, he then he stops. He falls back and he's like, oh, it's it's not working. They're not coming to me. The, it's it's white man spirits. They, they won't come to me. <laughs> But they will inhabit Susan Strasberg. Right. So then Susan Strasberg sits, sits up. up and God bless her, a hospital gown falls down. Right. So she's sitting there naked, just from the top up or the waist up. And, and it can't, it's not really clear, but it counts. But it counts. Yeah. The spirits of the machine apparently respond to her. So this is where Skynet is born, folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> Skynet is get, the spirits of the well, machine. Here we get some, some 70s and 80s. TV quality special effects with the lasers coming out of her hands shooting toward Miss Kamakas and whatever. And she looks so happy every time she does it. She's got this crazy, happy, weird look on her face with these hands. You could shoot lasers out of your hands. I would be happy happy too. Yes. So she she continues to fire on uh, the crazy light show. I think that's what, for years, I could not remember. And I didn't research it because I didn't care enough. But. I could not remember if if this was a TV movie or a theatrical movie. Of course, the first time I ever saw it was on late night TV. So that's probably what made me think of it. But it's probably the effects, too. Yeah. And it almost plays out like a TV movie. A little bit, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Except it's... The pacing and stuff, yeah. yeah. Except it's a, a little slow in some parts. But... A little bit. Yeah, anywho. So she, uh, Skynet defeats the Satan and... Miss and everything goes back to normal and Angela is saved. She didn't die after yeah. all. The end. The end. Yeah. Except. Dun dun dun. Little title card comes up over before the credits roll. That says, says? Fact. In 1969. 69, a young boy in Japan was diagnosed with a tumor and that tumor had a what grew in, into a fetus or, or yeah. it was Whatever. So, you know, cementing the story in fact. In fact. Yes. And I don't think that anybody has ever verified that that was true. Well, I mean, we can certainly go look it up now, can't we? We have that at our fingertips. Yes. Uh, But we're not. 
the special effects, the makeup on Miss Quimacus was, well, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. For what it was. The makeup in this was Tom Berman. Okay. He designed the Miss Quimacus makeup. Right. And he also did quite a few other things. He was assistant makeup artist on Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. And uh, he was uncredited assistant and uncredited makeup artist on a lot of things. And he was also created the makeup, but not necessarily did the makeup Mm -hmm. on quite a few things. Um, Food of the Gods, Island of Dr. Moreau, Hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Mm -hmm. the uh, 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Halloween 3, and also he designed Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, nice. The Winslow makeup. That's awesome. Yeah. A couple other things about this film. We forgot to mention that the music was pretty good. That's the first thing I noticed at the beginning because the the introduction is quite long, uh-huh. actually, and it's got nice musical yeah. stuff in the background, and it was good. Yeah, and it was Lalo Schifrin, right, who did Enter the Dragon mm-hmm. and Mission Impossible, among a great many things in his credit. Right, those are two of our favorite pieces, anyway. Yes, the screenplay was written by the guy that played one of the doctors. And Wayne Girdler and another guy. And okay. apparently they wrote it in three days. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of showed. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have other stuff you want to say before I... No, go ahead. The movie itself, I don't know that I liked it a whole lot. It isn't bad. It's not it's horrible. Not no. <laughs> it's Well, yeah. So, so I wasn't bored. No. Uh-huh. I didn't dislike the movie. So it, it wasn't a waste of time. Yeah, it didn't make it, it wasn't one of those movies where you watch it and then, you know, you're playing on your phone while you're watching it. Right, right. It, it, so it was I was interesting in. enough to watch it. Yeah, no, I was in the whole time. Uh-huh. It just didn't grab me. Yeah. But it's like you were kind Tony, of waiting for it to right. grab you. But Tony Curtis grabbed me. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's and, charming. And Michael Ansara grabbed he me. He has a strong presence on film. And then when Burgess yeah. is there, you're just locked well, in. Well, because that's just amazing. Yeah. You can't but take yeah, your eyes off But Burgess. Tony Curtis, it, he's just, I don't know what it is about him, but his delivery on things, just the way, it, he's just fun to watch. He keeps me yeah. keeps me interested, well, no times, matter what was he, going on. He deli- His line delivery a lot of times is real matter of fact. Yeah. Like he's really there and saying stuff off the cuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's funny because he has these weird sarcastic moments that are also delivered just kind of straight like that too. Yeah. So you got you got, you kind of do a double take. Yeah, and like he's the person he's talking to who's actually really friends with. Yeah. Like you talk to your yeah, friends yeah. like that, you know. If you yeah, if you want to see, it's really a great example of what we're talking about is Tony Curtis in the first season of Vegas. Oh, he's amazing in Vegas. The, the old the seventies TV show with Dan Tana. We need uh, to go watch Vegas now. Yeah, he's the highlight of the. <laughs> And Roth, the casino owner. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. We love Vegas. I love Dantana. We don't have to watch an episode of that tonight. I just said that. Okay. It's on. <laughs> but regardless, so the movie itself was odd. Worth a watch. Yeah. Tony Curtis and Michael Ansar were awesome. Not oh, to yeah. mention Burgess Meredith. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I think you need to watch it and see what you think for yourself, oh. as we say about all of these movies. Um, don't expect... <laughs> Don't expect great action, oh, and no. don't expect lots of, of great special effects. I think this is the most dead-on review of the Manitou. Roger okay. Ebert. Okay. His review was, the least plausible thriller since Inframan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. 
That's pretty awesome. And I love Inframan, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyhow, so, I mean, yeah. I guess that's really about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have yeah. Uh, we have this on DVD, actually. Yeah. So we wa- that's what we watched it on. And uh, I don't know. It's I'm sure it's on streaming somewhere on one of the Roku channels or maybe even on YouTube. Yeah, we got a little carried away to get... Uh, I had to work late tonight, and we didn't get a whole lot of research done, so yeah. we didn't get to check and see. But I'm sure it's out there. The DVD the was released for the first time in 2007. So it might still be available, but I, you know, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it's on something. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know Grizzly is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. You got anything else? That's, no, that's about all I got. That's pretty straightforward there on this one. Give it a watch. Yep. And go check out the uh, Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page and let us oh. know what you think. Yeah. And I Rob is still behind, behind on pictures. On pictures from the last couple podcasts. So it's just been really busy at the lounge here. I slapped him on his hand. Uh, ow. <laughs> so hopefully tomorrow I'm going to spend most of the day trying to get pictures for and catching up on the podcast. Yes, you shall. Well, we have one thing left to do. Yes, we do. We must prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Now, this we do this just about every episode, at least every episode that Phyllis and I do together. The world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Clayton and I came up with this many, many years ago just to entertain ourselves because we're Love Planet of the Apes. And it's exactly like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, except we discovered this years before that game became a thing. So Phyllis is going to give me somebody from this movie, and I'm going to connect them back to Planet of the Apes in a few steps. I can tell you who I'm not going to give you. Who's that? Michael Ansara. Okay. Because he's in Star Trek. Direct, direct line. <laughs> direct yeah. link. Let's see. I mean, I think I have to give you, by obligation, Tony Curtis, don't I? Yeah. Probably, I mean, I can't yeah. give you Burgess Meredith because I can link that too. So, yeah. okay. Tony Curtis. Okay, Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis was in Spartacus. Okay. Okay. The show? No. The movie. The movie with Curtis. Okay. Curtis. I was like, I can't imagine he was on the show. No, no, no. Okay, no. the movie. Yeah. Woody Strode was in Spartacus. Woody Strode. Hmm? I know Paul that name. Black actor. Okay. He's been in tons of stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of westerns and stuff. Woody Strode was in a little film called The Ten Commandments. I think I might know that. With Charlton Heston, Planet Apes. Planet Apes. Well, that was pretty darn fast. <laughs> well, that's because the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. That's why. Well, once again, you have proven the world does indeed revolve around Planet that's of the right. Apes. Good job. I think that's about all for tonight, huh? I think so. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Till next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. An evil that never dies. It just waits to be reborn.